Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined for Tuesdays on Stuwensdays with uh, Stu Kedwell. We, uh, for, for, for those of you who, uh, who, who listen uh, outside of Canada, it was uh, Canadian Thanksgiving Monday. So we just kind of pushed, just like the, uh, the trash pickup in my neighborhood, it gets pushed back a day. We've uh, we pushed the podcast back a day again this week. So uh, Slowly coming out of our turkey slumber. Y- yes. Yes. So uh, we actually did. You, did you have a good Thanksgiving, Stu? It was a great Thanksgiving. You? We we uh, we we stayed distant. Yep. Us too. Yeah. And uh, so uh, ho- look looking forward to next year when maybe it's uh, it's back to normal. But it's still nice to see people uh, even even online. Yep. No kidding. Which is, which is always nice about. It. So 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 Stu, I I, I was going to ask you about uh, uh, U.S. bank stocks and their earnings were out earlier this week and. Yep. And the performance is it, it, it it's it's kind of a boring topic. So we so so I thought we'd go in a different direction. So because I think investors are 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 always torn, and you you managing large portfolios, uh, you're torn the same way. Which is you you look at U.S. markets, and you know bank stocks are are off still. They're 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 almost half of what they were. Uh, at, at the peak of the markets in February. And then you've got all of these different big technology names that just seemingly continue to go higher and higher and have had massive recoveries from the, from the bottom in March. And, and that's exciting. And we're seeing a lot of individual investors, particularly younger investors, go out and start to dabble in those stocks, buy those stocks. Uh, but there's obviously risks to that. How, how do you how do you balance out these big established companies? And you know, it's not very exciting right now. There's obviously better times ahead down the road. And these exciting technology companies that you have to pay a lot for in terms of price to earnings, price to sales. How, how do you think about making those decisions, Stu? Well, it's a it's a great point, and it can be frustrating at times. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think you have to acknowledge like, uh, like we try and do in other conversations is acknowledge that the pathway that the stock market takes in the near term can be pretty varied. And, um, you know, there is a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around certain businesses and not as much around others. And, um, you know, when you buy a stock and you're going to own it for a long period of time, what you have to recognize is that you are buying a set of assumptions that so much cash will come out of that business over the length of your investment and that the prospects for that business, whenever you decide to part with it, will be strong enough to support a strong share price at that time so that you've made money. And ideally, the best investments are the ones where you, you don't have to sell them. They just keep generating more and more cash. They take that cash, they reinvest in their business and they find new growth avenues. From time to time, the assumptions that the stock market is willing to make about certain businesses seem to get stretched in one direction or the other. So you mentioned that the bank stocks uh, had started the week and, and um, you know, if you look at JP Morgan, which reported on Tuesday a, a, um, a stunning amount of earnings uh, and a couple of things that were interesting. The first was they released some provisions for credit that they had made in the past, which means that the experience that they're seeing and their actual charge-offs, the actual loans going bad, was not quite as as worrisome as they had originally thought. 
the trading business was very strong and the capital that the bank has is is kind of stockpiling and eventually they'll be able to use it to buy back stock but not yet because the regulator is asking them to be prudent around uh, covid all seems fairly reasonable but the capital is not being wasted it's just stockpiling and eventually that'll come back to us as shareholders so you look at a business like that and say you know probably 18 months from now when some of the concerns around that interest margin have started to dissipate. Some of that capital can be used for share buyback. Loan growth starts to resume and the multiple that the earnings trade for returns closer to normal. And you could see quite an interesting share price return. And you think about that business over a very long period of time, generating excess capital, buying back stock, supporting the economy. Uh, you know, that is a company that we would want to own for, for some time, but, that is out of favor. So you get to buy those set of assumptions for what we think is a fairly reasonable price in the stock market today. In some other instances, and you mentioned some of the technology names where there's a tremendous amount of growth right now. And these are many of these are fantastic businesses, but fantastic businesses aren't always fantastic stocks. And that's something that investors have to try and separate because when you buy a set of assumptions that is very robust and you are assuming that that will persist forever, that is something that can be more challenging for even the greatest of businesses to actually deliver upon. So we have a database of 4,000 companies that um, hit a billion dollars of sales in their history. And what did they compound at over the coming 10 years? How fast did they grow their revenues? And two of the fastest stocks are Google and Walmart. They compounded their revenues at greater than 30% for 10 years. Not every year, mind you, but over the 10 years, they compounded them at 30%. So you can look back on that database and say, wow, that is a very challenging task. So if I'm banking on 50 companies doing that today, when only a handful have done it historically, the odds are low. It's not to say that one of those companies won't be the one, but if I'm betting across a whole swath of companies that these are going to be the ones, then, um, you know, then I have to really study my assumptions that I might be making. So that's, that's what we do as investors. We say, what is required for success in this investment going forward? And what are the odds of that actually happening? When it comes to some of the shorter term momentum, it's hard, it, hard not to be drawn to the spectacular gains that some of these stocks have shown in the near term, but we have to acknowledge that the toolkit required for success in that endeavor is very different than investing, very different than investing. It's, it requires momentum, it requires rate of change. You, know, you have to understand that one day you might see a business report growth of 40% and go down 10% because it was supposed to be 41 so these are things that we have to study, you know, quite carefully. And when we think about the very long term, you know, the odds are that your equity investments will compound somewhere in the neighborhood of call it seven to nine percent over a very long period of time. And that is the figure that gets people to retirement. And we have to be careful that we don't make decisions in the short run that compromise our ability to realize those long term return expectations. So it's always a, a very interesting environment because the stocks that have lots of enthusiasm, normally, you know, some are not the greatest companies, but in times like this, where you have companies that are redefining pockets of business, uh, 
the level of enthusiasm is understandable to some degree, but we have to judge will the actual experience of those businesses live up to the high expectations that exist in the stock market day for them. And, 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 and so it does that, that very clearly that, that means you're not avoiding them completely, but you, you need to look at them with a different frame of mind to, 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 to work them into a portfolio that's designed to deliver something to an investor uh, you know, for, for, for a particular purpose or time down the, down, down the line. That's right. You have to, you have to, um, you know, take into consideration the mandate that you have, you know, we have value mandates and dividend mandates and things like this, where you're not as likely to see those stocks. There are growth mandates where, you know, we would acknowledge many of them are great businesses and some of them will be in that new 30% for 10 year club, but it requires a different toolkit to go after some of them because, we need to really understand the expectations embedded in that valuation and identify where could those expectations fall short and try and avoid those growth stocks where we think the expectations could in fact still, you know, statistically be a very good business, but not be a great stock. Well, Stu, because we, uh, we, we, we try to keep these, uh, these podcasts fairly quick. Uh, the, uh, it, it uh, we'll, 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 we'll stop there, but, this is something we can come back to. And the nice thing about uh, doing doing something on a regular basis, like we do with uh, Stu's Days, uh, one day late this week, but generally Stu's Days, is that we can delve into some of these deeper issues that really get at the, the, the tough decisions uh, and constraints we have to work with as, as investors. You as a professional investor, uh, those like me who are more novice investors, and, uh, and, and it, it really helps start to... To, to pull all of these, these challenges together into a framework where we can start to make better decisions around our portfolio. So it's, uh, so this is one we'll, 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 we'll keep, uh, we'll keep going down. It was a much better discussion than, than talking about boring banks anyways. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Thanks, Dave.